0: Welcome to Firefighting in Canada, the podcast brought to you by AJ Stone, bringing innovative safety equipment and comprehensive service to the Ontario Fire Service. You've tuned in for compelling conversation on hot topics impacting Canada's fire service. I'm Hope BC Fire Chief, Tom DeSorcy. It's a pleasure today to say hello and welcome to Brian Pods, uh, joining us uh, from uh from the United States uh Brian is a for many that in Canada know know you from uh, from uh, the the nozzle industry from the uh, from the fire service industry Brian working uh, for a uh, task force tips out of Indiana TFT as we as we know Brian it's a pleasure to have you with us today
1: Well thank you very much Tom and uh to all my friends up north uh hello and it's uh great to talk to you over the podcast at least <laughs>
0: It was interesting, you know, we, when we had the we have these conversations beforehand about you know guests and what we want to talk about, and when when we started to discuss the idea of nozzle forward, I I kind of said I've heard that before. I've been in this business now for a number of years, and I've heard nozzle forward, but uh, to get the opportunity to talk about it and find out, and for most, I would think at least in the paid-on-call volunteer business, is something that people don't know about. Uh, We're going to talk about that today, but also maybe a little background on yourself. I know you've been involved in FIRE for a number of years, and maybe for those that don't know you, uh, a little introduction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For sure. Thank you again, Tom. Thank you for having me on the podcast. My name is Brian Pods. I joined the FIRE service on the volunteer paid-on-call side in March of 2001. I was 19 years old uh, for my hometown in Dyer, Indiana, and while I was on the volunteer paid on call fire department for Dyer, Indiana, I actually took a position as a full-time member of an industrial fire brigade for a local steel mill. So I that was my full-time job for a while, as well as serving my community. And I served on Dyer for 10 years, and then I was part-time firefighter EMT for. Sherrillville, Indiana for about three years and um, most recently served for Crown Point Fire Rescue in Crown Point, Indiana, which is uh, the city I live in right now. Over the last 14 years, in addition to serving on a few different fire departments, I also have the distinct honor of serving the fire service in a unique way with my career for TFT firefighting equipment.
0: So when you first were involved in fire, and like me, obviously mm. have seen some changes moving into the into the industry, into the actual uh, equipment side. How much has it changed in the in the years that you've been involved from a, from an equipment perspective?
1: You know, even though I may be considered a youngster to some of the uh, veterans of the fire service, like yourself, Tom, um, in that short period, a lot has changed and. Well, I I believe that it's changed in a positive way. We have more passion and vigor for the job, I believe, uh, of the new generation of firefighters advancing in their careers. Um, They're passionate about their job, doing it the best possible way and and doing it the right way and uh, serving their community and the citizens of their community to, you know, the best way possible. I'm thinking
0: that, you know, I always watch how things change and certainly I've always wanted to ask a manufacturer or ask someone from a, from a company that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from the manufacturing side, from the, the keeping up with the standards side, how, mm-hmm. how difficult is that in terms of an industry where you're told this is the way things have to be and changes come quite often, at least from a standard or say an NFPA uh, perspective. Is that difficult?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it depends on the industry. You know, the standards, uh, as far as NFPA goes, can be more stringent on the SCBA bunker gear side, as well as extrication tools. Um, water flow side does still have standards. One of the biggest changes recently on the water flow side was the recent revision of NFPA 1962. Uh, Requiring, if you're a department that follows NFPA, it requires all of your water flow equipment to be tested annually, and that's just not nozzles, not only nozzles, pardon me, but your your valves, your appliances, your pressure relief valves, anything that basically water passes through, you're required to test on an annual basis. So, coming from a water flow company. And dealing with all things that deliver water ultimately to save lives and protect property, um, it was hard to i think um, get people talking about it and interested at, about it uh because firefighters in general, including myself you know i'm I'm more focused on uh, the cool new helmet I'm gonna purchase or a helmet shield or you know, I get pumped up about a new piece of apparatus or a fire truck coming into the fire department or my new bunker gear, you know, stuff like that excited us more, where I think in the past five years or so, you see this resurgence of interest in getting water on the fire the fastest way possible and the most efficient way possible.
0: I'm interested in, you know, we talked at the outset about nozzle forward, and Mm -hmm. when some fire departments uh, some uh, firefighters hear that term uh, they're going to ask the question if they don't know about what it is uh that mm-hmm. uh, is this is this a technique is this a, a program what what are we talking about when you speak of nozzle
1: forward well i have to give uh, props and uh, immense credit to the founder of nozzle forward Aaron Fields a career firefighter for Seattle Washington uh and um, he was also aaron fields was also the keynote speaker at fdic in 2019 he's had a tremendous impact on the fire service in a very positive way and coming from a firefighter myself who still occasionally rides backwards i'm not an officer or anything like that looking at his website and i'm just going to read it uh, verbatim from his website so i don't misinform Uh, The Nozzle Forward is a class for engine company crews. It's an adaptable system of hose line management and fire attack. It is focused around firefighting, interior offensive firefighting, aggressive firefighting for which we will never apologize. And just another uh, piece of that website from the Nozzle Forward, the goal of the Nozzle Forward is to help craft more efficient engine companies by increasing the individual's competency with their tools and expanding on the conceptual aspects of the fire environment. Standing on the sidelines, watching the Nozzle Forward Program from a distance and watching many fire departments go through the classes at FDIC and conferences around North America, including Canada, it's really helped firefighters get more charged up And passionate about the cause and I think it reminded us all why in the first place uh, we wanted to join and that's to save lives and protect property the best way possible and there's immense pride in that and I think we're all in the fire service once it gets in our veins it's it's in our blood forever but the nozzle forward personally has helped me handle hose lines and advanced hose lines during training and firefighting operations in a very efficient way, whether it's just me on the hose line or uh, two firefighters on the hose line, uh, whatever that number is, and being a volunteer paid on call fire department, right, wrong, or indifferent, sometimes I was the only one on the hose line. And I just, looking back in my journey through the fire service, I wish the nozzle forward was more prevalent when I started the Academy program because their techniques, the system of hose line advancement, um, whether it's you know, uh, down a hallway, round in the the door frame to get to the fire compartment, it is just a very efficient way and a very practical way to advance to the seat of the fire and and knock it out. I love the way that a lot of a lot of techniques over the years if you will a lot
0: of mm-hmm. uh, different ways of doing things uh, Have really turned into motivational tools and I think for most mm-hmm. people I've talked to about this program That's what they
1: are taking out of this. Would you agree? Yeah, it really it's just it, it, The whole the nozzle forward movement the the system of the hose line advancements that they teach and instruct all around North America and I believe possibly overseas, but I'm not too sure on that. It really gets that frontline firefighter charged up about their job and their mission as a firefighter. And again, going through the academy, we learn so many things. Now, we in the fire service, it's, it's like you have to be a uh, person of all trades. You know, it, one day you're, especially a volunteer paid on call. One day you're cutting up a car. Uh, the next day you might be assisting an ambulance. Uh, the next day it, it might be a gas leak, and and uh, the next day it's it's the 211 uh, fire or the second alarm fire. And I think through the academy programs and the firefighter one, two programs, not a lot of emphasis was put on, um, wa- you know, basic firefighter hydraulics and not a lot of emphasis was really put on the hose line. We just kind of at one point in time, we just kind of held on to the pistol grip and and hope the uh, hope to the backup person we had was good enough to take most of the force but this nozzle forward training program from aaron fields and his cadre has helped us utilize that frontline tool more effectively uh with or without a partner and has been has taught us to advance the hose lines more efficiently and also spark that passion of of uh you know making that push down the hallway to to get to the fire and tom you have seen more fire as a veteran in the fire service than i have and and uh, as fire prevention continues to increase and and our jobs in the fire service the technology continues to increase there is less fire so you have you want to be prepared more than ever for those low frequency high risk events and I know I, it's a regional thing, but some, some regions a a basic structure fire is a low frequency, high risk event. And you want to be prepared more than ever and, and the nozzle forward just adds to that preparation. I, I'm curious,
0: you know, when I when I saw things of as I've seen things change over the over the years in, in the business, yeah. I remember, you know, in the fire hall in the in the early nineties and you know, in the eighties we didn't have we didn't have positive pressure ventilation, for example. And the moment I, oh, yeah. I learned about that at, at, a, at a conference or at a session and, and training and, and learning about and bringing it back to my community, the, the, the sheer thought from the old, older uh, veteran members was that you know you're going to put air into a fire. That is not that is unheard of. I don't believe in that. Um, I mean, it, when this first came out, uh, the idea or were any of the were any of the thoughts or techniques or the program was there any controversy around it or was there any pushback?
1: I think so. Um, From the local departments I've been involved with, there wasn't uh, a lot of pushback other than some of the more seasoned guys rolled their eyes and and say, you know, why are you doing that? Uh, Why are you doing it that way? The unique thing about the nozzle forward uh, program and, and training is that anybody from a 20-year veteran to a probationary firefighter can adapt the techniques to become an even better firefighter on the end of the hose line and getting to the seat of the fire. And um, I think change, well, I mean, God rest his soul, Alan Brunicini. Um, I kind of grew up with him a little bit in the fire service, um, and, uh, I think one of his quotes was, uh, firefighters dislike two things, change and the way things are now. So <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> I think change is always a struggle, but this is, uh, this has been quite a movement in the fire service. And I think that's what's cool about it is that it is such an adaptable system that the volunteer firefighter in a community of 300 or um, Toronto, Ontario, which is a major urban city center, uh, the techniques apply to both worlds. Well,
0: I, you know, some of the, uh, my favorite, my favorite, uh, you know, saying, if you will, is the fire service's 150 years of tradition unimpeded by change. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> a lot of what we do, especially you know, especially some of the techniques we've learned over the years, when it comes to the rural firefighting, and and those that you know, efficiency. You talked about that. You mentioned that word about being efficient mm-hmm. with water, being efficient with your efforts. That's really mm-hmm. big when it comes to rural firefighting, where water is limited. You know, you show up with yeah. a thousand gallons on the truck, and and you you add foam because you want to extend that thousand gallons. You will do everything you can, and making sure. Mm-hmm. That your nozzle is is gallons right and everything is appropriate because you don't have a lot of water to deal with. Uh, you know, will will you gain from these uh, these techniques and this program from in in that regard?
1: A- absolutely. Um, you still at the end of the day, um, you still have to get that water or finished foam solution uh, to the right spot. And you got to get enough of it there to overcome that big heat release rate, especially with the modern-day construction. But moving the hose line, whether it's uh, uh, 38-millimeter, 45-millimeter, 65-millimeter for uh, the uh, American measurement system, inch-and-a-half, inch-and-three-quarter, or two-and-a-half hose line. Water or foam, moving it efficiently to where you have to get it to knock that fire on its rear, and hopefully save lives and protect property. This program definitely applies, and um, you know it's. I, I would say if one challenge came from this program is, and and one challenge that I would like to offer. Any of the listeners and the fire service in general is that whatever tools you have, uh, whether it's a smoothbore nozzle, combination fixed GPM nozzle, selectable GPM nozzle, or an automatic, investigate those tools, research those tools, know the why and the ins and the outs of the design and and the purpose of how it works and why it works and uh, really know the why behind the equipment you use and the ins and the outs so that that knowledge in combination with an adaptable system like the nozzle forward uh, hose line advancement techniques can be used together as a package that's going to be successful on the fire ground, whether you have a three-man engine company or a city like, like I said, Toronto or, you know, uh, St. John's, Newfoundland or Vancouver, BC, um, wherever you're at, uh, that system and, and and that knowledge come together in an unbeatable way so you can achieve your your main mission. I know that uh, through this uh, this discussion today,
0: I'm quite sure that we have piqued interest from those that have, again, heard little or not heard at all about the program. Is there a recommendation as to how people would take a, a deeper look into Nozzle Forward and, and how to bring that and integrate it and introduce it
1: into their department? Absolutely. And um, simply go to NozzleForward.com. They have their own website you can reach out to aaron fields personally or just google nozzle forward uh, either way but the website i think is the best resource and you can actually again contact aaron fields directly and schedule a program at your fire department and i think just looking at the calendar recently on the nozzle forward website um, i saw some nozzle forward programs in bc and i know It's a continuing program at FDIC on a yearly basis, and um, he and his cadre from the Nozzle Forward travel North America extensively throughout the year, putting on very hands-on programs. It's hard work, but you're going to get a lot out of it are we changing anything
0: in terms of our equipment are we i mean is there a, certainly there's a there may be a cost and expenses and such but does this overhaul have any effect on 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 what we currently have uh, to our disposal at least
1: in our on our trucks it definitely can one of the things and you know the changes are regional but it definitely can have an impact one of the things that uh, fire departments are realizing they can do is maneuver the hose line with the nozzle in a more efficient way. But to make it more efficient beyond the hose handling techniques from the nozzle forward program, a lot of fire departments are switching to a 75 PSI nozzle or even a 50 PSI nozzle and so when you have a target fire flow rate and you reduce the nozzle pressure, you reduce the nozzle reaction uh, that's coming back on the firefighter. So that reduced nozzle reaction in addition to the nozzle forward hose handling techniques and advancement techniques, and and I should say the, the advancement uh, system and hose line advancement system um, makes it even more efficient and so that's definitely a trend we have fire departments choosing lower operating pressure nozzles now although it reduces nozzle reaction uh, you have to look at this you have to look at your hose and nozzle system Uh, so if you lower nozzle pressure you may have a higher tendency to kink the hose as you advance down the hallway or around a door frame or through a window. So, you have to be aware that if you go to low pressure nozzles, you have to look at your hose to make sure it's a kink resistant hose because um, you don't want that kink to heavily reduce your flow because ultimately, flow is what puts the fire out when applied properly. You'd think that, you know, this this is the kind
0: of thing that, to me, anytime you can increase efficiency, reduce uh, firefighter fatigue, uh, make Mm -hmm. their job easier, I think that is, uh, that's a win-win for all.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And we're still accomplishing that mission and having fun and being passionate about it.
0: It's not the be-all and end-all by any means, but certainly a, a progression. And uh, you know, until the next thing comes around, I guess uh, I'd be remiss before we leave today to say what what else is new in the industry from a nozzle perspective. To, to for me to hear a lower pressure nozzle that's new to me, and and uh, you yeah. know, from the smaller departments, uh, you know, where in the '80s we just we just hoped that something came out the end, and and now there's <laughs> there's something different coming down the road. Uh, you say you're, you're you know the the Germany the German show the big trade show. That happens every five years is coming up that's where a lot of the yeah. new stuff comes out um, you know in yeah. in in a quick nutshell uh, you know what what's our what's next on the horizon what's going to change in our world ten
1: years from now well you know uh, you never know um, I know from a TFT uh, perspective we're always evolving and innovating and uh, both Akron and Elkhart, uh are evolving and innovating and I think Um, All of us in the industry, whether we manufacture water flow equipment, SCBA, uh, uh, turnout gear, um, all of us are striving to improve the fire service uh, through the equipment and solutions we provide the fire service. So I think you'll see a lot of evolution. I I know one thing that uh, has evolved greatly are uh, flow meters. And, um, you know, you have flow meters now that are highly digital, and you have some flow meters uh, that even have integrated Bluetooth so you can actually read the flow rate on a smart device while you're flowing water. And um, Innerschutz in Germany in 2020, like you said, every five years, uh, that's even larger than FDIC in Indianapolis. And, uh, I can only imagine what technology is coming in the future especially with the advancement of electronics with uh, cloud connections i know you see uh, msa have a a new cloud-based system so with that cloud technology with with more and more digital age and digital advancement um, i can only imagine maybe one day you'll see uh You'll see everything kind of in a in a heads up virtual world in your SCBA mask. I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, I just want to put wet
0: stuff on the red
1: stuff. I I tell you that's <laughs> it's amazing. Well, at the end of the day, that that's uh that's pretty much the main goal. If you if you summarize it all in a nutshell, yeah, let's just put the wet stuff on the red stuff.
0: I thank Brian. Brian Pods, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, insightful and uh, very interesting, and I'm sure has piqued the interest of many to uh, talk more about nozzle forward. Uh, Brian Pods with uh, with Task Force Tips and TFT, as we as we know. And uh, and again, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Tom. Uh, be safe, and I hope to see you around, whether it's up north or uh, your friendly neighbors in the south.
0: Thank you for joining Firefighting in Canada, the podcast, brought to you by A.J. Stone, bringing innovative safety equipment and comprehensive service to the Ontario Fire Service. Visit firefightingincanada.com for more episodes.